Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com, brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Go to annuity360.net for your free book. He is Lindsey Crosby. I am Ben Taylor. And Lindsey, as we look at some of the offseason, the one thing that has stood out to me is the fact that you'd put up an article not too long ago. I had no idea this was taking place. Vaughn Grissom, who we thought was going to be going to winter ball to brush up on his outfield skills, is actually playing a lot of infield. Not that he didn't need it, but that's not what we were really sending him down to play for. Yeah, so he is in Puerto Rico. He's in the Puerto Rico Winter League. Uh, Canjeros de Santurce. I think I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. But anyway, at mind. the time that I wrote the article, he had six games with the team, four of them at third base, two in the outfield. Now, after I published the article on Sunday... Uh, he played left field on Sunday night. So he, out of seven games, he has three in the outfield and four at third base. But like, it's it's not good, right? The issue you had is, okay, you had him in the infield. He's played second base. He's played shortstop. He honestly wasn't that great at either. Mm. And, I mean, second base, you could have lived with it, right? Uh, the issue, like he's he he can't play shortstop at the major league level, uh, and I know people don't want to hear that, but let me give you some of the numbers on this. Okay, so he had 168 innings at mm-hmm. shortstop in 2023 while Orlando Arcia was out with the microfracture of the wrist. Right, mm-hmm. he ended up coming in at minus six outs above average. Now, that is a rate stat. That is, it accumulates the more and more you play. And when you pull up the leaderboard for all major league shortstops, he's six from the bottom. Uh, And that was with 168 innings. Everybody else on that list, one guy had 530 innings, and then... One of them was 900-something, and the other three were over a 1,000. So he was right there with some of the worst defensive shortstops in baseball on a rate stat, yet he played anywhere from 10 to 20% of the innings Mm -hmm. they played. Like, defensively, he's not—he can't stick at shortstop, right? So we— Put send him to winter ball to go to the outfield, but you can't force winter ball teams to play guys in certain positions. It's not like the Arizona Fall League where MLB controls the whole thing. They're a partner league. They they can get major league players and they have arrangements, but they've used him more at third than short. I'm sorry, third than outfield, and that's not good for him. It's not good for Atlanta, and it kind of makes me wonder what is the future of Von Grissom with the Atlanta Braves. Because it feels like he's not going to be ready to even have the short side of of an outfield platoon in 2024 at this rate. Well, let's call it what it is. And I know he's no longer with the team, but Nicky Lopez was brought in. And some of it had to do with options as well. Mm -hmm. But it was because they did not have the confidence in Vaughn Grissom to be able to be Nicky Lopez last year. And we saw how atrocious he was from the plate. Started out hot, but then he headed down south real quick. And, you know, Grissom just cannot seem to get it together. Now, I think that this says a couple of things, in my opinion. Number one, the fact that he's playing more infield right now than he is outfield, even though he did get an extra game in there. So it's four and three as far as uh, platooning positions. 
is they're either trying to get him a little better to use him as a trade or they just he hasn't proven he can play in left either. I mean, it, this could be something where his hole is his glove. I mean, and as far as power numbers are concerned, there's a lot of people that'll say, well, I mean, let him hit. Well, I mean, you said before, I mean, his slugging percentage is right around 500, which I, I get, but a lot of that's got to do with extra base hits. That's not home runs. Yeah. And in Gwinnett last year, he had, a, I mean, he had a 345 slash line, right? 330, 419, 501 in 102 games. But uh, he hit eight home runs. It was because he had 36 doubles and four triples. So he had he had 48 extra base hits, but only eight of them were homers. Mm. And yes, he's 22, but at the same time, there's not a ton of extra physical development that's going to happen. Yes, he's going to get more over-the-fence power, but it's not going to be enough where he can stick as a DH, right? And you have Ozzy Albies locked up for m- multiple more years, and so, like, DH doesn't make sense. He doesn't fit the profile of a DH. If you're going to have a guy who's not playing the field, you might as well have a guy that can slug 40 home runs, and that's not ever going to be Von Grissom. No. And and so it's, I think this is one of those, we have him, we're going to try to find a place where we can work him in. But, I mean, at, I'm at the point of, I don't know what kind of, like, is he more valuable as a member of the roster, or is he more valuable as a trade piece? And... If he's valuable as a trade piece, how do other teams value him? Do they value him as a guy who can't play infield? Do they think he could try second base? How does that work? Well, and, and I'm curious. I mean, you've got you got Wash who's left the left the pro. Who knows if he sticks a word in that says, "Hey, I mean, this may be a guy you want to try to grab and, and see if, if if they can make a trade happen there," because he may believe in him. Mm-hmm. I told you that. I, I said I don't know if I'm a if I'm a GM. Or I'm a front office guy, and we're we're looking. Or if I'm a manager, and we're looking at making some trades, and somebody says, "Oh, well, Grissom could be available for the Braves." Do I want him? Because people, when he came in, and I get, I do, I, I get the hype. He, he's got mm-hmm. the build. He's tall. He's slender. He's very athletic looking. The he's vibes got, are great. Yeah, got a got a cannon for an arm. I mean, he his batting was a little better probably when he was younger than what it is now. Even though he will pick up a double or two every now and then. However, people expected the Braves to be getting Andrelton Simmons defensively that could actually hit better than Simmons could. And he's proved to be not Andrelton Simmons defensively, and he can't hit better than Andrelton Simmons either. In in Vaughn's defense, honestly, I don't think anybody is Andrelton Simmons. I no. I legitimately think he's one of the most gifted defensive infielders I've ever seen. So, mm. like that's and I th- part of it's just, you know, unfortunate you have to come in behind that guy because I just think Andrelton's special. And on the prospect podcast, I talk all the time about like the instinctual play and just under like having that, that preternatural sense of defense and how to do it at an extremely high level. And I don't know if anybody's going to do that, but Von Grissom is probably the farthest you can get from an Andrelton (laughs) Simmons. And, And again, great vibes. Love the kid. I don't know what his value is to the organization as things are currently constructed. Things have to change, right? It's like something has to get better at the major league level before you can use him like as a member of the roster. And at this rate, it's he I don't know if he's going to have enough defensive exposure to be, you know, to be a viable piece. 
And maybe that's one thing that they're doing. Maybe that's why they're playing him a little bit more as far as the infield is concerned because they're trying to get him some exposure. And in the Puerto Rican League, maybe he has an opportunity to make some better plays. But, I mean, if he's still not able to put the bat on the ball in a league like that or he's not able to play defensively in a league like that, uh, I, I think it may even hurt the Braves' trade chances. So they're probably hoping he has a better – winner than probably what he's having right now. We shall see. Uh, should be interesting. I, I told you from the get-go, again, the vibes are great. He gets along with teammates. People love him as a player. I just have never been impressed with him to begin with. And I know that's easy to say now because some people are saying that, but I've just never been on the Grissom fan club. Uh, I, I'm not going to be one of the leaders that's out there you know, saying, hey, we need to keep – no, I have said from – and I, th I told you that. As soon as we started making moves this offseason, I said, use Grissom. Go yeah. get pitching with Grissom. And now my concern is, again, what you said earlier, have teams seen what he has produced, and it may hurt the Braves' chances to use him as a trade piece just because of his last lack of productivity, both defensively and offensively. Yeah, I mean – and and – 64 major league games, he's batting 287. So, like, the contact ability right. has been there, right? But we wrote a piece when the offseason started at Braves today that said Vaughn Grissom's trade value is never going to be higher because he he came up and, yes, he struggled defensively and the offense wasn't great in, you know, in, in, in 2023 at the major league level other than the batting average. It was 280 batting average. But then he had that great year in Gwinnett from a statistical standpoint. And so I still maintain that, you know, the more exposure he gets in left field, if it turns out he's not going to be able to play left field, which I don't know is true, but the more exposure he gets to left field, if he can't do it defensively, the trade value goes down. So I still think it's probably 50-50 on if Atlanta trades him this offseason or keeps him. If they keep him, I'm almost at the point where I think he might start off in Gwinnett as an outfielder just to get everyday playing time. Because the way it profiles now, he profiles to be the short side of a platoon with Jared Kelnick. And how good, how much can he improve his outfield defense if he's playing two days a week? So many teams don't even start their lefty, don't, don't even send their lefty starters uh, up to the plate against Atlanta. And so... Mm. So, I mean, how much better can he get in the outfield if he plays two days a week? He might It might be better to just start him in AAA Gwinnett, let him play left field every day, mm -hmm. and then as soon as you have an injury, some sort of struggle, something at the major league level, call him up for a spark. I think this is just getting started. I think there is more to come as far as Von Grissom is concerned. Again, we've yep. got a bunch of people that are pro-Grissom. Then you got people like me that are ready to – go ahead and throw his name out there and try to deal away and find you somebody that can make an investment within the club. Speaking mm -hmm. of investments, Active Wealth is where you need to be and go to annuity360.net for your free book as call forward to get your own nationwide peak 10 illustration so you can learn how you can get 20% immediate income account bonus as well as 8% annual interest in growth. You make that 3.4 times what the proprietary index does, 8% guaranteed interest each time. Why would you not go to activewealth.com to learn more and call forward today? 770-685-177. Again, that's 770-685-1777. Go to activewealth.com for more information. Or if you have not received that free book, you can also go to annuity360.net for your free book today. Lindsay, speaking of money, 
is the Braves fan base and winner is uh, you wrote an article about that. Everybody keeps talking about money, money, money and what took place and what Atlanta's willing to spend in the offseason. I told you that, uh, you know, uh, Passon came out with a thing where it talked about free agent spending and uh, who had done what. And Atlanta ranks down there kind of at the bottom of the list, but they're still spending money. Of course, when you got the Dodgers, it's been seven hundred seventeen million dollars. <laughs> it's it's Excuse tough to everything. Keep, it, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to keep up with the top of the list for sure. Uh, but that seems to be a question mark that a lot of Braves fans have. Yeah. See, and and perception isn't necessarily reality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he. What the tweet was, if you didn't see it, is Jeff Passan. All 30 teams, how much they've spent free agent spending this winter. And obviously, Dodgers are number one, 717 million. Phillies are number two because they brought Aaron Nola back for 172 million. And then you've got Diamondbacks, Giants, Royals, things like that. But you mentioned Atlanta being towards the bottom. They're ninth, ninth most money spent at 30 million. Mm -hmm. And the the piece that I wrote, I mean, over a thousand words, go read it. I I, I think it's good despite how long it is. But. (laughs) Uh, they wrote that they spent $30 million in free agency. They've also re-signed players. Mm-hmm. And so they've they've committed $70.25 million to players this offseason in signings. They also have brought in plenty of money, brought in multi-million dollars of contracts to get players. And right now, and as of Sunday, I don't think anything's updated since Sunday, Atlanta has the third highest cash payroll going into 2024 in all of baseball. They have the highest CBT payroll, the highest luxury tax payroll Mm -hmm. going into 2024. Now, tons of guys left to sign. Matt Chapman, Cody Bellinger, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They're all going to get big deals. Lots of things to go out there. But the Braves have committed a lot of money between signings, re-signings, and trades it just doesn't feel like it because Atlanta hasn't gone out and gotten that frontline starter. And honestly, it, it, the team is better. And I, I don't know why we're all caught up on this idea that the Braves don't spend money. The Braves do spend money. I just feel like maybe we don't think about it because we don't think about how much Matt Olson's making and Austin Riley's making and Spencer Strider's making and Sean Murphy's making and all of these guys. I think some of it too is you have a couple guys that are on those very team-friendly deals. Ozzy Albies is a great example. Yeah. Seven years, 35 million bucks. Ronald Acuna, eight years, a hundred million bucks. Both of those are great bargains. And so I think we think about that and we say, okay, yeah, Atlanta's not spending money. No. Like I said, Atlanta right now has the third highest cash payroll in all of baseball. They're spending money. They're just not going out at the top of the free agent market right. to bring in overpriced players and and make those make the sacrifices in years, make the sacrifices in money, make the sacrifices in contact contract structure with the opt-outs and the no trade clauses that all those top um, all those top free agents end up getting in free agency. Atlanta doesn't do that stuff. So it's a weird misconception that people have. We're spending lots of money. Right. We're just not going out and spending stupid money for, I mean, look at last year's free agency class. Aaron Judge is not going to be playing right field at age 41. Trey Turner's no. not going to be a shortstop at age 40, but you had to do the deals that long to get them to sign. 
Atlanta doesn't do that. Yeah, I said the same thing when Freeman wanted the six years instead of the five. And and, uh, and the Dodgers gave it to him and the Braves didn't. And then they go and get a younger guy that's also a lefty that seemed to have done fairly well last year who uh, can give you six years because of, of his of his age. And mm-hmm. I think it's so much easier as fans to grab the low-hanging fruit that you think is a bad deal. Because last year, all we heard about throughout the year was – and I was one of those. I told you, you know, we see it in the Discord and the text messages between us. I hated the bullpen. Bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. The bullpen's better. Yeah. Like, in this, in my opinion, the bullpen is better now. And then you get Kelnick that's going to be an everyday left fielder, can be an everyday left fielder, instead of us platooning a bunch of people out there. Who knows, in a newer environment, he seems excited. He's saying the right things. Uh, if he's going to be happier like Murphy was and Olsen was when they ended up coming to the Braves, he may be a guy that, you know, puts up a 290 year or a 285 year with 30 home runs. Who knows? I mean, he's got some hidden power. So if you get that out of him, if you get 280 and 30 home runs out of Kelnick, you've upgraded the outfield. Yeah. Like, if, I don't understand why people are saying we're not doing anything. We've yeah. literally gotten better. Yeah. On the bullpen note, I mean, I wrote something a couple weeks ago about how, top, like, money-wise, it was a top-five bullpen in baseball, and strikeout rate, it was one of the best. But what I love about what we've done this offseason, and maybe this is a whole different show we do later, but last year, one Braves, one full-time Braves pitcher, like, who was here all season, averaged a fastball velocity of 96 miles an hour, and that was Spencer Strider, right? right. You had two other guys average that. Daisbel Hernandez threw 45 because he was injured, came back for the postseason. Taylor Hearn, you got him at midseason. He only threw 21 pitches for Atlanta. Everybody else was below that, right? And the guys you re-signed, Joe Jimenez, Pierce Johnson, they all were just under 96 miles an hour. Ronaldo Lopez averaged 98. Aaron Bummer was like 94.7. Ray Kerr was 96. And the guys that left... Uh, Brad Hand was 92. Kirby Yates was 93. Colin McHugh was 91. Like, you've added uh, talent, the ability to miss bats, but you've also added velocity in the bullpen. And I think the bullpen is much better. You've got a lot more lefties now. You've got a lot of guys you can use as um, as closers if you need to. If your best, pl- your favorite player, Rizzo Iglesias, isn't available or struggles. <laughs> You've got lots of options. You right. have probably on paper one of, if not the best bullpens in baseball right now. Like at a certain point, that has to make up for some of the not going out and getting another starter because you can throw it to the bullpen early, knowing that you have lockdown dudes back there. Well, and you can pull it back to the old college days. You could have a bullpen game every now and then. Yeah. And, uh, and and don't get me wrong. You and I talked about it. We still would like a starter. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what, I still, maybe, maybe that's what Grissom is going to be used for. We shall see. I, I still expect them to go out and and go make a signing sometime in the spring. I mean, that's something that we, that, that we see, and that's in that big article as well. You really should go read it, everybody. Uh, <laughs> like, talking about outside of the lockout year, the Alex Anthopoulos MO is early. I go mm-hmm. and get the guy that I've targeted. Charlie Morton signed November 24th. Matt Olson, that was the exception because the lockout year, he went, we didn't trade for him till March. But right. Sean Murphy, we got him December 12th, 2022. Jared Kelnick, we got him December 3rd, 2023. We go out and make the splash early, get the guy that we want, and then 
we turn around in the spring when the market has settled and guys are realizing, I don't have nearly as many options as I thought. And you go and you pick up some veterans to fill in the pieces. I expect us to go pick up a veteran outfielder to be a fourth guy. I expect us to go pick up a starting pitcher option or two uh, and probably a relief option or two in the spring, you know, late January, early February, because that's just how Alex Anthopoulos works. I fully expect there to be another starter signed. I don't think it's going to be a guy who's going to displace one of your top three. I think it's going to be somebody who's going to be a four or five, but I expect them to do something. Pitching always a hot topic. We'll talk more about that. Lindsay went ahead and teased it for me as we will have a bullpen discussion a little bit later in the week. Thank you to Ford, annuity360.net. Go get your free book today through Active Wealth Management. He is Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Braves Today, he talked about that article, bravestoday.com, braves underscore today on Twitter, as well as wherever you get your podcast. Lindsey, as always, thank you, sir. Thanks, buddy.